When you're pregnant, you start reading about the cost of having a baby. When you start reading about the cost of having a baby, you learn about the cost of sending that baby to college and immediately start saving all your money in a 529 plan. When you save all your money in a 529 plan, you save no money in your 401k, thinking your son will get a business degree from Harvard and take care of you in retirement. When you think your son will take care of you in retirement, he changes majors and gets a degree in jazz studies. When he gets a degree in jazz studies, he moves back home with you and you have to support him. When you have to support him, you don't get to retire. Don't be forced to work through retirement to support your jazz-loving adult son. Stop investing without a plan and upgrade to Money Talks. This is Money Talks. We're back. I'm Troy Harmon with Casey Smith and Jennifer Thomas. And uh, I don't think that I'm going to be able to pull off the hipster act enough that I can move back home with my parents. <laughs> Tell them I got yeah. a jazz studies degree. Yeah, that's going to be a little tough at this stage of the game, I would think. Yeah, I, you know, me, the wife, two kids. I, it's it's probably going to be... A couple of dogs, too, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I got a couple of dogs. Yeah, I see. No yeah, and that that probably would be by itself enough to get me kicked out of the house. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, if you have financial questions for us, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can contact us at our question hotline, one eight five five four two nine nine one six six. Uh, the way that works, you call, uh, leave your message, uh, recorded message after you hear our recording. Um, we will play that uh, recorded message, your question included, on the air and answer right behind it. If you prefer to talk to a human being, you can call our uh, direct line, 770-429-9166. Ask for our radio show producer. You will get Kelly Lynn, who will uh, be able to help you out and get your question to us. Uh, if you prefer not to use the phone at all, you can email us at drgene at hensler.com. That is spelled D-R-G-E-N-E at H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R dot com. Uh, we also have a website, hensler.com, spelled the same way, H-E-N-S-S-L-E-R. Uh, and there are a lot of uh, inf- there's a lot of information that we've uploaded to the website that would allow you to go on and uh, and pick out certain topics and learn about them in that way as well. If it's a broad enough topic, it probably will answer many of your questions. Um, but again, we'd love to hear from you. This week we have a situation that we'd like to talk about, and, and uh, we've got some clients that have, that have actually perked up about this one. Uh, Judy and David are concerned about the SECURE Act that passed uh, the House in May. Judy and David have very affordable, uh, comfortable assets, I'm sorry, and uh, healthy Roth IRAs, and they have been able to convert in hopes that the accounts will pass to their grandchildren. So the SECURE Act actually eliminates stretch IRAs. And before I delve into this too deeply, I'm going to call on the two experts that we have here, uh, Jennifer and Casey. Uh, Would you guys like to, first of all, explain what a stretch IRA and when somebody runs into that situation, and then... What's going on? This is an elimination of that, right? Yeah. So basically, uh, when you have when you own an IRA account, you can pass it to your spouse. So when you die, it can go to your spouse, and the spouse can assume that IRA as as his or her own, um, and meaning that they they would start mandatory withdrawals at their age, currently seventy and a half. Um, once that spouse passes away, or or if if a non-spouse inherits an IRA, then 
currently that beneficiary can stretch the IRA over his or her remaining lifetime. So normally we're talking about somebody, you know, a parent leaving an IRA to a child, um, not their spouse, somebody who's, you know, obviously going to be younger than them if it's a child. And so they would have the ability, if it's a 30-year-old, to stretch that IRA over, you know, 53.3 years is is the current table. And then if something happens to them, they can then leave it to their children and their children begin the same. Well, the, you can only you can stretch only it, one, it time. one time, but then the next, but it can go like up to three generations before it has to yeah, be. Yeah. So you could, uh, you could actually inherit an inherited IRA and then you would end up, you know, taking the same distribution as the, the, the original, original beneficiary. beneficiary. Mm-hmm. So the new deal is, yeah. uh, you that don't you, get the ability to stretch that, right? You have to take it over a 10 year period of time. It doesn't right. mean that you have to take one tenth each year. You just have to take right. it all out within a 10 year period Before of time. Before the end of that period. Mm-hmm. Right. So it reduces down and it's going to cause, you know, what it could cause. And if you think about, if you have somebody right now who, um, I'll, you know, it, it, Usually they're in their late 50s or 60s when their parents pass away. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they may be in their higher earning years where they, if they're still working and they're in a higher tax bracket, now all of a sudden they've inherited this IRA and they have to pull it out and they're going to be paying more taxes. So that's the concern. The other concern for, um, you know, our clients is, you know, they wanted to help their children and have it last through their lifetime. And now they're being forced to pull it out over a 10-year period of time. Um, the ta- you know, and they have to pay taxes in the year that they make the withdrawals. Yeah, that's, it's really, that's the point of the government, right? They correct. want to shorten this up so that right. they can get their tax uh, revenues back quicker, right? That's the whole idea. But, I mean, in reality, I, I don't know how much this is going to increase government revenues because if you think about – I mean, yes, there are the kind of the higher net worth people that have larger, you know, million-dollar-plus IRAs that maybe their children wouldn't spend it all within 10 years anyway. Um, I, I got to figure – many beneficiaries pull it out more or quickly than just the minimum required amount. Right. Okay. Because you can so always like, take more than the minimum requirement. So you could take it all out in the year, first year. If uh-huh. you needed the money, you just had to yeah. pay tax on it in that mm-hmm. year. And, again, the point of the minimum requirement uh, uh, distribution to the to the uh, IRA owner is, again, for tax purposes. Yeah. It, if it were a different kind of an IRA – well, a Roth, yep. you're not going to have that. You're not going to so. have that. So things that you could do, you know, in preparation of not having, you know, or being concerned about your children having having to pay higher tax bills is if you're in a lower tax bracket yourself, you could begin converting portions of your um, IRA to a Roth. You could begin pulling money, you know, extra money out over and above your uh, required minimum amount without throwing yourself into a higher tax bracket and do that each year and kind of start begin saving that in a non-retirement account. And after um, that would be after right. tax, right? Mm-hmm. After your income tax yeah. is already paid. Yeah, if I you're, mean, I'm sorry. Roth IRAs are still going to be required to distribute the money within 10 years, just like a traditional IRA. And same same there's, rules apply now. You have to take RMDs from a from a Roth, Roth if you yeah. inherit it. But there's no tax on it because it's already been paid. But you no longer get the tax-deferred growth. Right. To the Um, original owner of a Roth, though, there is no required minimum distribution. Correct. Correct. Okay. So, but when they will it to someone else, the Mm -hmm. the gift... Other than a spouse, Yeah, if it's a non-spouse beneficiary, then there there are mandatory withdrawal requirements on that. 
There's a little history in this, though, Jennifer. Right. I think you so, mentioned before the show. You know, we were talking about this earlier, and um, I did a little bit of research, so I'm not going to say this is, you know, 100% accurate, but um, I remembered, uh, unfortunately, or fortunately, I've been around for a long time. <laughs> um, unfortunately, I'm older than most of the people here, uh, but. The stretch IRA didn't start until like 2001. Okay. And so prior to that, you had to pull it out. And when I, I believe it's over five years. Okay. So this is actually better than it was prior to 2001, but it's not as good as, as, good as it is currently. Yeah. So we've had like a 20-year period, not quite, but uh, where we've been able to, you know, anybody who had passed was able to transfer the benefici- their IRA to a beneficiary, non-spouse beneficiary, and that beneficiary could stretch it. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, the, in terms of strategy for this, it's really just all about playing the tax table because this money is taxable at, it at some point, been. right? It always has been, probably always will be. I mean, mm-hmm. we're just talking about traditional IRAs, not the Roth right now. Um, so you, it, it would help to kind of start thinking about this money on an after-tax basis anyway because you're, you're not going to get 100 cents on the dollar for it after taxes when you need to spend it. So the, the the question of you know Roth conversions has has always been, well, when is it, should I do a Roth conversion? Well, I don't know. Are you going to be in a higher bracket when you start taking distributions, or are you in a higher bracket now? And if or are you trying to just provide inheritance for your children? Right. So I mean, a Roth is obviously and still going to be a better asset to inherit than a traditional IRA. But do but you, you want to pay the tax have, right. for it, mm-hmm. or do you want your kids to have to pay the tax? And yeah. it, it just depends on what bracket you're in at the time. Yeah, it's a, a difficult question, and uh, really without your crystal ball, there's there's no set answer. No, and I mean, we can talk about a, a few more different scenarios that might make sense for somebody to uh, to look at some alternatives, whether it's a Roth conversion or, uh, you know, it, this is really going to be impactful to people that have their IRAs being inherited by trusts. Now, when does this start, Casey? Yeah, so we should have uh, prefaced this in the last segment, but there, it, this has not passed yet. So this is in in Congress right now being deliberated. Um, it has passed the House, from what I understand. It's going to the Senate for, for their uh, ratification of it, um, but nothing has been passed at this point, so we don't really know for sure that this will pass. The president would have to sign it into yeah, law as, gotta, as well, right? So right. there's and, two and big hurdles. It seems likely like that. that it's going to go through, um, but you know nothing is final yet. Yeah, and in addition to that, it can always change at a later time. Right, that's true. I mean, this you know they change tax laws. Yeah, it's already right, changed. So. I mean, like <laughs> yeah. you mentioned in the last segment, in 2001, we were at a five-year. Mm-hmm. You know, you had to take it all out within five years. And then they adopted the stretch IRA, and now they're going back to. Say you got to take it in ten years potentially. So yep. who knows what'll happen? I mean, same thing with with Roth conversions. We have this conversation with clients. There's a risk that if you put your money in the Roth, pay tax on it, that the, the government can say, hey, you know what? Now we're going to tax Roths uh, to some extent. Uh, I mean, I'm sure there would be some pushback on that, but who knows? I, I would be at the front of that. Yeah, line. I mean, yeah, we'll look at that. Me that way. You weren't supposed to tax Social Security either, and look at that. And it's up to 85 percent of it is taxable now. So. Right. You know, that's one of those things. That, things change. Yep, the government does. needs to continue uh, being able to pay out all the money that it so rightly spends, right? Yep. Yeah. And it's, frust- I mean, it is frustrating for, sure. you know, taxpayers and for clients. But just knowing that what we look at is trying to just figure out what's, you know, we will look at it in your planning situation to help determine how's the best way for you to handle it now that this, you know, if it passes, now that this is into law, how can we best help you? 
yeah, once it once it becomes law, we'll definitely you know try to incorporate that in, and even now start thinking about it because it's not it's not that dissimilar to what we're already doing. I mean, we're already looking at opportunities to convert money to Roth or spend from an IRA account when to lower your future mandatory distributions. So there there's things that we're already doing to kind of address this for clients. It will become more important now. Um, I mentioned before the last segment about. Uh, you know the the bigger impact possibly being to accounts that are the beneficiaries of trust, basically because there's there's really two kinds of trust that an IRA can that can inherit an IRA, and it's going to be either a conduit trust which pays the RMDs directly to the beneficiaries, and no, nothing remains in the trust, so the beneficiaries just pay the tax on those on that money that comes out of the mandatory withdrawal um, directly, so the trust doesn't pay any tax. The other is is a uh, discretionary trust which is basically retains the can retain the rmd money in the trust so you take the mandatory distribution it goes out but the trust retains that money well if you think about it after 10 years now the that conduit uh, conduit trust is going to cease to exist because all the money has to be distributed out so the beneficiaries will have received their share that trust will be gone so if you're planning on using this as a sort of an estate planning technique to to preserve a a trust for your beneficiaries is going to have to be a discretionary trust. Well, the problem with that is the tax rates on trusts are very condensed. The brackets are condensed. So uh, if you're above $12,750 in income for 2019, then that trust is in 37% bracket, which is the highest marginal bracket. Sure. So... All kind of, of those wipes things, that out as a as a potential it, estate planning tool. Yeah, it, it makes the estate planning a lot more difficult. Um, you know, so I would recommend if you have a trust that's inheriting an IRA, to get with your financial advisor and try to start planning around that and how you're going to address that situation. Yeah, and we can help with estate planning too. Again, the number is seven seven zero four two nine nine one six six. Uh, you can call in and ask for our estate planning uh, department, and uh, we can patch you right through to those folks. Or you can ask for Jennifer Thomas or Casey Smith. Either one of them can help you get to uh, where you need to be and uh, get those questions answered. We're going to take a real quick break. You're listening to Money Talks. We'll be right back. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products. 